Hey everyone, it's Hovercraft Joe, and I hope you've been enjoying the Last Action Podcast and the other podcasts here at GameZilla Media. We invite you to check us out at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media and support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at $5 a month, you get tons of additional content, including our monthly special called The post credit Scene. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby. In 1994, the Oxford English Dictionary cited the Beastie Boys as being responsible for coining the term mullet to refer to the popular 80s hairstyle. A 75-pound bag of cocaine fell out of an airplane and landed in the middle of a Florida crime watch meeting. The NHL champion New York Rangers got drunk and left the Stanley Cup at a strip club. But all those drunk hockey players are no match for the master of drunken boxing, Jackie Chan. GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. It's me, Hovercraft Joe, and sitting directly across from me is LPJ. I am back, and we are Sphinxless. We are. You know, and I said this to you before, but I, I kind of feel like I'm doing the podcast now with some, like, divorced parents, where it's like a couple episodes of Sphinx, a couple episodes with you. It's like, you know, it's like, it's weird, but I, you know, it's fine. I'd be okay if we were never in the same room together again. <laughs> that would be a weird dynamic for the podcast. It would be. Uh, uh, we, we're Sphinxless, but we're not alone. No, we're not. There's there's a very heavy breather sitting next to me. <laughs> hey guys, it's Chubbs. <laughs> That's how Sphinx does it, right? <laughs> wow, are you sure Sphinx isn't here? <laughs> hey man, Hovercraft Joe. I have a that sore throat. Oh, yeah, uh, you're welcome. It's Chops. What's man, up? What's that up, was game? good. That was good. Uh, thanks. Th- thanks for being here, Chops. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for. Uh, Letting me, I don't know why I chose this movie, but I just liked it, so I chose this movie. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because this is a a Jackie Chan movie that I've never seen. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I had never seen it either. Interesting. Yeah, so this is, you know, and I've seen a fair amount of Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. So, I mean, and this is, I mean, we're going to, there's a little confusion behind this, but so what are we going with for the title of this movie? The Legend of Drunken Master? That's what I know it as. Okay. So the way that I understand it is that this movie was originally released in 1994 in Hong Kong under the title of Drunken Master 2. Yes. The sequel to the 1978 Jackie Chan film Drunken Master. Correct. But six years later, in the year 2000, it was re-released in the U.S. under the name The Legend of Drunken Master. Yes. Okay. I, and I, I don't know if that's because, I don't know if the f- original was ever released in the United States I, at the I, time. R- yeah, and I would assume that they're like, well, we can't put this movie out and just call the it Drunken, Drunken Master 2. Right. So it was a little confusing at first when uh, LPJ told me, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's on Netflix. And then I tried to look it up on IMDb, and it was calling it Drunken Master 2. Yeah, it's kind of mess up. I had like, but then once I looked into it a little more, it made sense. And it definitely makes sense that they're like, well, we want to put this out, but we're not going to call it part two when people are going to be like, well, do I need to see part one? Right. Which 
I haven't seen part one, but I'm guessing I've no. never seen part one either. <laughs> I'm, but I'm excited. I want to watch it now. Yeah, I wonder what. I, and that's uh, that'd be interesting to know. I wonder what the like connective tissue between the two is. I don't know. I it's don't even just know the if, same character. I, I think. don't even know if it's the same character. No, I'm, I'm pretty. Uh, look it up. Uh, <laughs> look it up, chops. Because there's a lot. Obviously, you know, seventy-eight to ninety-four. Yeah, I mean, it's fifteen that's, years. That's a long time in between. Uh, yeah, he plays the same character. All okay. Right. Um, let's see. Wong Fei Hung is a mischievous uh, yet righteous young man, but after a series of incidents, his frustrated father has him disciplined by Beggar So, a master of drunken martial arts. So it might be like his origins of learning drunken boxing. Drunken boxing. Okay. Uh, yeah, because in this movie, they don't really touch on that part of it. They just say he's a master of drunken boxing, and it's kind of like a big. Like hush well, hush secret. So, <coughs> dr- excuse me. you're excused. Um, I think this is based off of like he's like a folk hero. So okay. he's kind of like this. It's like a tale, you know, kind of like your your typical superhero, I guess, in like an American culture, like right. Captain America esque. You know, just this folk hero type character that is able to get into antics and trouble. Yet he's the master of this martial arts that no one really knows. He's kind of like the whole time I was watching it. He's kind of like alcoholic Popeye, right? Pretty like, much. Like instead of spinach to get strong, he drinks alcohol and he gets super good at yeah. drunken boxing. He's Goku. <laughs> yeah, he's alcoholic Goku. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So our, so your fir- this is your first time watching this. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So for me, I I think I watched this a, a long time ago. I may have rented it, or I don't know where I watched it actually. But uh, it and I just kind of like stumbled across it yeah. one time, um, mostly because I fell down a hole of. Jackie Chan movies because <laughs> of you two, because of Rumble in the Bronx and Mr. Um, Mr. Nice Guy. Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> those movies, I just wanted to watch more Jackie Chan. And while those were kind of more comedies and I felt like they were more Americanized yeah. kung fu mm-hmm. movies, yeah. Yeah. this felt like a legit kung fu oh, comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this movie is was, really funny. It is. It is a lot funnier than I thought it was yeah. going to be. You know. You know what's kind of funny. Just a quick aside. When you told me when you're like, "Yeah, Chops is on, and we're we're gonna do Legend of Drunken Master." For a minute, when you first told me, I thought maybe it was that one where he, he fights like the Street Fighter character. Oh, yeah. oh no, no, no! <laughs> it's that, not City Hunter. That, but then I was like, "Oh no, it's not that one." Then I remembered one. Man, but for a mo- was, for a moment, I was like, "Oh, it's that one." But I then, done that. Oh, uh, no, that's I my get, fault. You know, Biggie would give me so much shit if we did it without him. Yeah, yeah, he would. He would be upset. Miggy wants to do that movie. Be upset. Um. So yeah. So this is where we kind of get into some weird things with the, the double release. I have the r- original release date in Hong Kong as February third, nineteen ninety four. Yep. And then it was released in the U.S. on October twentieth, two thousand. Yeah. So um, and then kind of the numbers on this, it's a little, it's a little wacky because it, it it's weird rollout through other countries. So. When it came out in Hong Kong, and all this is kind of you know translated into U.S. dollars, so it made about 5.3 million in Hong Kong. Then they rolled it out to kind of other East Asian countries, where it made like another 17 million in like 1995. Then it went to Japan, where it made like 5.45 million. Then it came to the U.S. and it made three million in some other countries. Basically, it ended up with a total of about 34 million. And I think the budget on it was like. 10, I 10, think. Yeah, 10 or so. Which, that's not bad for this movie. No. It, with it having such a broken release. Like, yeah. 
I, I don't know of many other movies out there that have releases like that and still make more than what they were right. made with. And it's interesting, too, because I didn't look into it, but I wonder how much it, whoever, and now I can't remember who released it here in the U.S., but I wonder how much they was Harvest. Col- Golden Harvest or was it Columbia? Oh, Dimension. No, Dimension. Dimension. I, wonder, I wonder how much they paid to get the rights to like re-release it and how much money did they put in it to kind of get it ready for re-release. I don't know because it, it released in theaters, but it didn't release on DVD or anything until much later too. Oh, yeah? So it's it's DVD sales and things like that weren't until much after the, the actual theatrical release. Did Dimension release... Um Rumble in the Bronx. I think so. Yeah. So they probably bought they probably bought a package of movies. Maybe they could have. Yeah. I mean because <laughs> because he had a Super Cop movies too that were yeah Super Cop released, released over here yeah. and uh, probably a couple others that I'm forgetting and then mm-hmm. he had Rush Hour shortly after that. Yeah, Rush Hour was New 90, Line. Yeah, ninety seven. That was New Line though. Well, yeah, although so. Dimension is part of New Line, so oh okay. So so yeah, and maybe it was an acquiring of rights. Could have been or or it could have been a thing where they. Rush Hour came out and it was a big hit, and they're like, hey, we got to get more Jackie Chan movies out, so they bought, they them, bought some of them well, afterwards. And Jackie Chan's uncredited as a director for this, so he may have had rights to the films and, and was able to get them released. Yeah. I think he does. I think his films in general do because he makes them, he produces a lot of them, and um, directs them because he's also a stunt, a well, stunt choreographer. Man. He's the choreographer, and his stunt team is what does all of these movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I, because I, and you mentioned him, the director, I'm probably going to butcher this, but Chai Lang Lu, sure. I guess. Mm-hmm. I, they said, and, I, and I, I'm sure you guys saw this, but they said that him and Jackie Chan like clashed a lot while like making this movie. Yeah. Like they didn't get along. And he played the um, warrant officer, I think he was called, or something like that. Okay. The guy that with the spear. Oh, really? That was the director. Oh, shoot. Like yeah. the guy that he fights on the train Underneath and Underneath the train and stuff, yeah. Oh, wow. I, did, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, the he actually, the director walked off the set. He was fired, basically. Yeah, because they, and, had, a, they had a big clash, right? Yeah, and then Jackie ended up directing that entire last... Fight uh, scene. Last, uh, yeah, that last fight scene there. The one in, like, the steel mill. Speaking of which, how long did it take them to shoot that seven-minute fight scene at the end? Four, Four months. months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jackie said it took them, uh, t- uh, like, one day only gave them about three seconds worth of film. Yeah, yeah. because, like, they're moving fast. Yeah. Yeah. They're very, this whole movie, I'm in v- extremely impressed with it. I don't remember what when, when I watched it the first time, I don't remember much of it. Yeah. Except for a few scenes, and then now watching it all the way through... Uh, this movie was really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it. The, the the I mean, we'll get into a little more, but the fighting in this movie is just like it's so good. It's yeah. so cool. And you yeah. recognize. So, are, do we want to get into some of the cast, or do yeah. you want to just kind of like bounce around? No, we can it, go. We can go through the cast because I'm not really familiar with a lot of people, so this might help me out a little bit with it. Well, so you recognize that Anita Anita Mui, the mom, the stepmom, was in Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, was she? She was the shop owner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. She was in that. Now, interesting about her, she's actually she was actually a singer. She's quoted in, in her description as the Madonna of of Korean pop. <laughs> of, I'm sorry, <laughs> Hong Kong's pop industry. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, she's and, she was like a big like controversial She's like female a female singer. Yeah, that, like a sex symbol, tomboyish. That's wild. And um, she was known for some like of her songs that had like suggestive content that they like <laughs> didn't play on air because of it. Oh wow! Which is really funny because her role and like you would never suspect that. No, there's pictures of her with like faux hawks and dyed hair <laughs> and like it's it's amazing to think mm-hmm. that she 
like the different roles she can play. That's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. And then um, the only other like fun fact I have is about um, Ho Sung Pak, who plays Henry. Do you guys know anything about that? No, I don't even know who Henry is. So Henry is the guy in the nice suit in the scene where he's, they make fun of him with his British suit. Is he like the foreman guy? Yes, he's okay. the he was the new foreman Cause, that was because there were two guys that wore nice suits, and I kept getting them confused. He's the black the black suit. The black suit. This is the foreman guy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. So I got a pop quiz for you guys. Pop quiz, hot shot. What popular martial arts show of the we'll say nineties was he in? Ah, uh, it was two seasons long. Is oh, it, was it? Um, what is that show called? The one something uh, something uh, masters, um, masters of? Oh, um, WMAC Masters. Yes, he was <laughs> in WMAC Masters, and uh, he played superstar. Oh, he was superstar. He was himself as a superstar. Was That's what awesome. It was WMAC Masters. Yes, that, that was like it was like a fake fighting tournament show or so, something. Yeah, it was like a it was like a syndicated. Like, here, do you want Action the description entertainment show? Yeah, please. So WMAC stands for the World Fit Martial Arts Council, where the best martial artists comp- compete for the ultimate prize, the Dragon Star. <laughs> the Dragon Star is a gold trophy that looks like a shuriken surrounded by a dragon. It was proof that its holder was the best martial artist in the world. <laughs> and it was real martial artists with fictional backgrounds and stories that basically like taught like a life lesson uh, at the end of it and they had like on-screen scoring and health bars to make it seem like it was a video game oh my gosh um, and it only lasted for two seasons and the first season I didn't know this was hosted by Shannon Lee the yeah. daughter of Bruce Lee it was yeah <laughs> oh man I, and I, then I, the second season ended on a massive cliffhanger and I was <laughs> so mad I remember catching it like occasionally like when was it on uh, I don't remember it was I think it was Sundays yeah. I feel like it was on it like, was on um, four, it was a four kids production was it on like late 90s though yeah. yes because yeah. I feel like I remember catching episodes of it when I was like up at school like in college. I remember occasionally seeing it on. And it was a- like on around the same time on Sundays when Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z were. Yeah. Okay, that's wild. Huh. Yeah, so I thought that was really hilarious <laughs> that uh, that I like I, I recognized his face a little bit, but I didn't I couldn't put quite put uh-huh. it and then I looked it up and he was part of WMAC. You know who else is in there? When WMAC yeah. Masters? I, I do know, but I can't think of it right Chris now. Chris Casamassa, Red Dragon. Yep, Red Dragon. Who played Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat movies. Yep. Get over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I think the guy who played Sub-Zero was in there, too. Yeah, I'm sure he was. But and Actually, uh, there's a few of them that were there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it ended on this crazy cliffhanger. Oh, man. That, like, the like the baby face of the group, Tsunami. He was, like, the, the hero guy. Yeah. Did a heel turn and became a bad guy right in the oh, last episode. Oh, shoot, man. I don't know how you remember that. Because I, I watched every episode. Okay. <laughs> Upcoming in 2020, our post credit scene about WMAC Masters. We could. We could Binge watch the whole one. season? <laughs> two seasons? I wonder if can you stream it? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out after this. We'll all right, so back to the movie. Uh, all right, all right. So, and then obviously Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. The yep. star of the movie. Um, do you guys, I only did uh, the net worth um, for Jackie Chan. Did you want to you wanna do the fun sound and then take a guess? What do you guys think the net worth of Jackie Chan is? You go first. LBJ. I'm going to say 250. Okay. 250 million. What do you think, Chops? 350. Believe it or not, you guys are both low. He's worth $400 million. Jeez. Oh my gosh. He's amazing. Which is like, it's, I mean, I get it. It makes sense, but 
Well, if you looked at his filmography, he's in a ton of stuff. He directs a ton of things, produces a ton of things, does stunt. He did stunt choreography for so long. Well, he also has martial arts schools. Yes. His own stunt schools. Yeah. His own stunt team. He has, he's basically an entire stunt industry unto himself. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense, but that's a crazy amount of money. That's one of the most, the, the highest net worths we've done out of any of the people we've covered. I think there's probably yeah. only like two or three people that have more money than him. Yeah. Like De Niro. Schwar- Schwarzenegger and maybe Madonna. De Niro. Prince. And De Niro. Did you guys do Prince? <laughs> we have not done a movie with Prince. Oh, damn. Um, I thought you included him in the Batman. No, we, <laughs> we did not do Purple Rain. <laughs> um, and I did want to mention the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes on this is 83%. Okay. And the audience score is 88%. Yeah, that seems about right. So I, I saw a review by Roger Ebert where like he was at a film festival and he was talking about martial arts movies and people brought discs and laser discs (laughs) to him at this convention and made him watch it and how he said then after that it was like one of the greatest martial arts movies he had ever seen oh wow and like time magazine in was it 2005 something like that yeah it was in the top 100 of best movies of all time yeah i saw that it's wild it was crazy (laughs) um so uh, I did. We'll go over this quickly, but because I couldn't decide, I did the top grossing movies for both years uh, that it was released. So uh, just quickly, ninety four, uh, the top grossing movies: Forrest Gump, okay, The Lion King, and True Lies. Oh okay. wow! Now we've done three movies that came out in ninety four. The eighth highest grossing movie of the year was Speed. Mm-hmm. Number twenty four was The Crow. And number 31 was Time Cop. All right. Oh, wow. So, and then quickly for 2000, just because that's when, and I I don't have where this, because its release was so weird and so spread out, I don't have its number where it came in any of these years. Uh, So the top grossing movies of 2000 when it was released in the U.S. is, uh, one is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Uh, two is Mission Impossible 2, and three is Gladiator. And this is the first movie we've covered in 2000. Oh, yep. Wow. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Although there really weren't a lot of action movies. Early 2000s, I don't... In 2000. I feel like had bad action movies. Like, real (laughs) cheesy, not very well written ones. No, you're thinking like, you're thinking like five years prior to that. (laughs) Uh, Oh, maybe it's that's where you get like Con Air and... uh, Some of those aren't even considered action (laughs) movies, but okay. Yeah. Um, Sphinx isn't here, but I did. I did grab the taglines. You want to go through those quick? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I didn't realize there were taglines. Oh yeah, I got some. Okay, so I got I got three taglines for you. The first one: old wine in a new bottle. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then we then we got old wine. Then we got he's got a secret weapon with a lot of kick. Okay, that sounds like a, that sounds like a tagline for a chocolate Van Damme movie. Yeah. And then the last one. Don't cross his path when he's drunk. I like that, <laughs> that one makes a cool lot. Sense. That's <laughs> way, which is like, I mean, I guess that's kind of like yeah, the best on. one. That's the best one. So yeah, I like that one. I, I don't really like old wine in a new bottle. That's no, kind of like, what does that mean? I don't. I don't, I don't understand know. what yeah. old wine means. I mean, I guess maybe it's just like, hey, we repackaged the movie, so. <laughs> I guess. Um, I, I guess that's what they're going for. But um, all right, do we want to try and go through the plot of this? <laughs> yeah, we'll do a little bit here. Sure. Okay. So I don't know the best way to kind of go through this because it is. It, here's something I always wonder when we get these movies that are kind of, you know, re-released for the American audience and they're obviously dubbed. Like, I wonder how much, like, 
the plot that we see in the dub version is the same of what was going on in the original? Like, is it a straight dub, or do you think they... Did you watch the dub? Uh, I watched subtitles. I watched I mean, subtitles. I, oh, yeah, you're right. I guess I did watch subtitles. Yeah, so the, the dubbed version does have, like, different translations of things. Okay. Like, uh, at one point when they're talking about drunken styles, they, they yeah. have some different wording there. But cuts-wise, the only thing that I think was different in the American release was the music and the sound effects. Okay. Well, you know what? And I think I maybe I worded it wrong. I just meant to say, like, if they're doing the subtitles for it, I didn't know if they, like, oh, they could, if they're you. showing it to an American audience, in theory, we're, we're, we don't speak the language, so they could interpret it and with a subtitle sure. same thing with just like dubs as yeah. as well because it seemed like sometimes it like they almost cut out stuff like it seemed like maybe they were saying more than they were showing on the subtitles maybe so i don't know they may have I, i'm just curious i wonder if they like manipulated the plot at all or if it's really straightforward well, when we get to the end of the movie oh you guys don't know about that what there's there's an ending that they cut oh really from the movie for 35 seconds that they cut huh We'll get to it. But oh, yeah, no, I, I read about it. Okay. Oh, you did? I yeah. watched it on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I never you? watched it on YouTube. Yeah. I, it'll be news to me. I, okay. didn't, I didn't read about it. So. Okay. Um, okay, so let's try and go through this. I'll probably need some help with it. Um, <laughs> we we start with Jackie and his dad, and I don't know who the other guy is. Like servant or like house He works for guy. his dad. Yeah. Okay, and they're coming back from a trip. They're going to get on this train, and they need to like... Uh, they want to like tax everything they're bringing it's, back. It's basically customs, right? Yeah, you, you gotta you well, gotta pay tax on food and certain and goods. It's not just that. At the time, Hong Kong was ruled by the British. Okay, yeah. right? Yeah. So they had taxes that had to be paid for any kind of incoming goods. Okay. Okay. So they don't want to pay the taxes for this ginseng. Yeah. <laughs> so Jackie hides it like in the suitcase of the British ambassador, and he's like, "Well, that way we'll get through customs, and then we'll go find it on the train later." It's a great idea. And get it back, right? So that's what they do. They're on the train. There's a lot of wacky stuff going on, on the train. There's some people just playing like catch in the middle of the train. Yeah, and, and it hits the guy in the face. Well, and that was the point at which I realized, oh, this isn't just a straight up kung fu movie. No, this is an action comedy. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, so Jackie goes to get the ginseng back. He he go, he finds the suitcase. There's that ridiculous scene where they have to get into the uh, with the chickens and the yeah, ducks. They have to get into the, like the the fancy car and the train, so they release all these animals. They create a distraction. So when he goes to get the ginseng, okay, there's a guy there who's trying to steal it as well. But there's of course two packages that are tied up exactly the same. Yes, that's Jack- the director. Okay, that's the director. Jackie takes one. And, but I was confused because Jackie takes one, I feel like, and puts it under his shirt, but then he still chases the guy because he thinks he has one. But wasn't there only one ginseng package? Well, no, no, no. Okay. I think they were both, they, they each got a package and then they had to escape because the guards were coming back there. Okay. Well, also earlier in the movie, his master's wallet is stolen and he tries to chase the guy down and the master says, hey, we, you, heroes die, basically. Don't try to be a hero. And that's kind of like his, his, drawback to his character is he wants to be a hero so he sees this guy steal something he wants to go chase him down and get back whatever it is that he stole okay that's what it is because that that's when we have like our first fight scene in the movie and it's pretty awesome it's under the train yeah they're it's fighting unreal this is so cool they're fighting under the train and that's where that is that where the guy had does he have the spear he when has the yeah. spear when yep. they're under the train the director and they're fighting and it's really cool because it's such like a closed like space yeah the environment that they use in this movie to just compact the fighting it makes from some really interesting choices. Yeah. 
And then, so the, the fight kind of, uh, it spills out from underneath the train. Yeah. Then they end up fighting, like, away from the train, and there's more stuff with the spear. And then, like, I, did they get the boxes mixed up, or I, I don't remember exactly how it works out, but basically the train takes off, is going to leave again, so Jackie runs to get back on the train. And he's like, oh, I got the ginseng, I got it. But it turns out he doesn't have the ginseng. He has the ambassador's box, which is, they call it the Imperial Jade Seal. Right. Which is like a big jade statue. It's like a jade, yeah, yeah like, like... It's an artifact from, yeah. from Hong Kong. It's like it's a, um, a, you know what a wax seal is? Like a signet? Yeah. It's essentially what that is. They use it to seal, like, letters and things. Okay. So then we get home, and then it's, I, I would say the next part of it's kind of like an extended, like, like comedy scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's right? a bit. It's a whole bit. It's a whole bit because, like, they were supposed to get the ginseng for someone in their, like, village, but they don't have it, and he doesn't want to tell his dad what happened. So it's, Because his dad's basically like a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, his dad, well, his dad's a doctor, but he also runs a studio, a martial arts studio, right? Right. And so he's a prominent man. He he's volunteers throughout the city. Yeah. And doesn't want to bring shame because it, it seems like his mom had died. Jackie Chan's mom had died. Right. So yeah. his... The guy married his wife's sister, I think? Yes. (laughs) Wow, I I did not realize that. That's that's who she is. Wow. And she's taking care of him and kind of helping keep him in track. Yeah, so there's this bit where he... they first try and give him like this radish and tell him it's the ginseng. <laughs> yeah, the radish is huge. So then they end up, they take a big root from like a bonsai plant. Yes. And they convince him that it's it, and he's like, oh, don't use it, because they're... For three days, For three yeah. days, and they're going to try and replace it, because if the guy uses it, it's going to make him sick, because it's not ginseng. Right. Well, no, it's, it's, they're like, no, it's probably, not, it's probably just going to taste bad. It's not really going to make him sick. Okay, yeah. yeah. But then later on, you find out, you find yeah. out that it almost kills him. <laughs> Right. So <laughs> then, then like next to my notes, I have what is like the, the, I, the one thing about this movie, and I love it, but I I, I feel like it kind of moves really fast, like jumping between mm-hmm. stuff, and sometimes it's hard to understand what's going on because the next scene is one of my favorites, but it's with we, we cut to the steel plant, yes, and we're introduced to the new foreman, and because the guys are all excited, they're like, hey, it's time to go home, it's quitting time, but then the new foreman shows up and he's like, no, you guys aren't leaving, you got to stay and work overtime, and they're like, no, we don't. Want to work overtime. You're gonna pay us more, and they're like, "No!" And then the new foreman <laughs> jumps down and beats the shit out of a bunch he of these guys, so which is I was like, "What is happening?" Well, the the British guys, the scene before, they're like, "Oh, we need this jade thing back." Also, I have this problem with the steel mill. Can you get these guys into shape? And he's like, "Oh, I know the perfect man for it." Yeah, just send a guy to beat the shit out of people. <laughs> like, that's not a that doesn't solve anything. But okay, it's so great because. <laughs> There's so many guys, and he just jumps out and he beats up so many of them. And then he like circle them, and then just I think he hits them all with like metal rods it's, at one point. Yeah, like a flaming metal rod yeah. or something. It's so crazy. I was like, what is going on? And then they're like, okay, right. we'll work overtime. Yeah, don't murder us. <laughs> oh man, it, it was it was really good. I I was chuckling so much. I mean, I don't think that was supposed to be a funny scene, but I was like, it was funny to me. Yeah, it was funny. Um, so then we get Jackie Chan at the market kind of buying stuff. He has that little exhibition with a guy who's kind of like, hey, drunken boxing sucks. Well, before you get to that, let's talk about the the woman who's a snake wrangler. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the lady whose hands you can see look like they've been soaked in blood. Her hands <laughs> are like really red, if you didn't notice that. And, it, and the guy who was 
taunting Jackie Chan was like, you should stop. Like, why don't you like so let a man catch these snakes? I'm like, catch these snakes? What is she doing with these snakes? <laughs> and if I remember correctly, wasn't that lady's name Fun? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun. And I, like, Fun. Fun's kind of sweet on Jackie, is what you get. Oh yeah. She is. She's really into that drunken boxing. Yeah. She wants them to learn drunken boxing. So the other guy gets jealous, and they're like, he's like, oh, let's spar. I'll yes. prove to you that drunken boxing sucks. So they have a fight. Because he's like a fisherman too. Yeah. Well, they they have different schools. They each have their own school. Yeah, yeah. They they have their so, day jobs and they have their schools. Right. So he's the leader to. of. So the the fisherman is is the leader of his brand of martial arts, his school. Yeah. Okay. And then Jackie's the leader of, you know, drunken boxing. But I guess they don't really. He's not really supposed to practice drunken boxing. Right. He's known for it, but he doesn't. But no one teaches it. He just knows kung fu also really well. Yeah, right. I like the idea that it's like he still kicks ass no matter what. He still can beat the crowd. He's just like he goes to another level when yes. he gets drunk. Yeah, right. Because he's still really good at beating he go, he people. He goes up. super saiyan when he gets basically. Yeah, essentially. Um, so they have their little exhibition. They decide it's a draw. Well, no, what the the um, so Jackie beats him. Right. But he doesn't really let the crowd know. Yeah, because he had already gotten in trouble. He's like, I don't want people to know about the drunken boxing. Because Jackie holds his last punch at the end. Yes. Okay. Right? Yeah. And the fish wrangler guy kind of knows this. And so Jackie, not wanting to um, make the guy look bad, yeah. he, they, they, he stops and they stand up and say, yeah, it was a draw. And the, But the guy really knows that Jackie kicked his ass. And that's why later in the movie, they're friends. Okay. Yeah. And it's he because he, wrote, he respects him and he's like... You know what? Jackie didn't make me look like an ass. Even though he kicked my ass, he could have, <laughs> but he didn't. I like this guy. Okay, got it. Um, so there's like the side plot where they're trying to make money so they can buy actual ginseng to give the guy to replace the roots. So yes, mom, mom sells like a pearl necklace and gets a Diamond. bunch of diamonds. diamonds necklace and gets money from this individual. And yeah, because she's like... <laughs> She's got like a side hustle playing mahjong with yeah. her with her oh, lady yeah. friends. This is hilarious. She's like the most comedic figure, other than the um, uh, the assistant in the place. Oh yeah, and yeah. when Jackie's drunk, yeah, she yeah. is the most comedic person throughout the whole movie. It's and, true, and she makes a ton of money on mahjong from the women, and she's also a doctor. <laughs> and then she sells her diamond necklace well, to no, one of her friends. Sell what she does is well, okay. She pawns. loans it to her friend, pawns it for money. <coughs> Excuse me, and uses the diamond necklace as collateral. She's going to get the diamond necklace back after she pays back the loan. Right. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. So then, uh, some bad dudes they steal the stepmom's purse because they think it has the jade seal in mm-hmm. it. Yep. Right. Uh, so Jackie chases him down to get it back. He gets the purse back, but that's when he runs into, I believe it's the foreman, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. the foreman and his cronies, and like uh, some chain of events leads to the foreman yelling at Jackie Chan's stepmom and basically slaps her. Yeah. Like, that's That was, I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah, he just hauls off and just really slaps her hard. He backhands her, I think. And then her her her, uh, her talking after that, <laughs> her, with her jaw slacked, she's, that was Really her funny. slapstick was really good. Yeah, it was. It was. So then we get a big fight scene between like the foreman's cronies and and Jackie, and eventually the foreman's in there too. And this is when we first get to see his like drunk fighting style. Yeah, because like, his stepmom is egging him on. Yeah, saying, she antagonizes him. She's like, "Oh, I'll be right back." And she grabs like four bottles, bottles of, of wine. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "No, I don't want to drink. I don't want to <laughs> drink." And then she's like, "Drink." 
And then, then she yeah, he chugs the bottle. He chugs two bottles of wine at the same he time. He does. I like how they just like make it so he's drunk immediately. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Even though I know it's not realistic, but it, it's it it plays into the campiness of this movie. And like when he was joke when she was joking about the bottle with the skull and, and yeah. axe on it, he's like, "Oh, that's the good stuff." <laughs> <laughs> so he then we get another. I mean, the, probably. I mean, there's so many in this, but another great fight scene when he is. It's just like what? he's using a bench, yeah, to he's, like dodge. He's like moving. It's it's so crazy just to like watch this and how fast he moves and all the stuff he does and just to be like. And I say this every time I watch one of his movies, but it's like, oh yeah, he's doing all of this stuff. He does yeah. all his stunts, and he's you can tell he's bought into it because it's like facial expressions drastically change when he's drunk. Yeah, he's he's like a little bit more flirtatious with his acting uh, when he's drunk, but like also. It's a real, like, demanding art uh, fighting style. Oh, like, yeah. it's a lot of damage on yourself that you put in. And the one point, he like corkscrew headbutts <laughs> yeah. the guy, like like Luigi in the Super <laughs> Smash Brothers game. And I'm just like, that would be painful, even if you hit the person, then you land on the ground on yeah. your face. I guess that's why it helps to be drunk. I guess, yeah, <laughs> it dulls the pain. And the the master says that too. It's that there's a give and take. You get power and dullness, but eventually you succumb to the alcohol so he beats the shit out of all these guys <laughs> yeah. and the foreman uh then his dad shows up the stop and kind of break up the fight and like at this point jackie chan is gonzers wasted oh, yeah. and his dad is super pissed about it um we go back to their house this is another i feel like extended comedy scene where he's really mad at jackie chan and at one point the stepmom tries to take the blame off him so she says she's pregnant yep <laughs> That was really, and when she was like fake falling, and he was catching yeah. her. But she the, wasn't pregnant, right? She just made that up. Uh, I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> I don't know at the end of I, it because I thought that she was lying, and then toward the end of the movie, I'm like, well, wait, was she telling the truth? That's, I, I couldn't really figure that part out. Maybe that's the funny part about it. You don't it, know. It's never cleared up. Uh, so then, like more comedy, the dude's wife who they gave the fake ginseng to shows up, and he's like, yeah, he had the ginseng, and now he's really sick. <laughs> Because it was the fake stuff. Yep. And then he discovers the bonsai tree, and he's like, yeah. who destroyed my 300-year-old bonsai tree? And I'm just like, they can grow for that <laughs> long? 300 years? Holy cow. So now his dad is super pissed, yeah. and he basically beats the shit out of Jackie. Yeah, yeah. he does. They and just he, break everything. Yeah, and he dumps that giant jug of wine. He's like, oh, you want a drink? And he takes this huge jug of wine and just breaks it open and dumps it that, on top of him. I thought was awful but like that's like the typical dad thing i think we understand growing up yeah. like if you if we were to get caught smoking somebody would make us smoke the whole pack in front of them like <laughs> like you're gonna ruin yourself for it and you're never gonna do this again yeah come punishment on. dad wouldn't do that <laughs> well that would be like dad but <laughs> like other kids sets, you know yeah so uh, his dad's so mad, he kicks him out of the house. He's like, he's like, I don't want you as my son. Like, yeah. which is super harsh. But yeah. he's, but that immediately changes his mind. Yeah, he feels real bad after he like stumbles off and kicks him out. I think he sends the the other guy to go find him. Cho yeah. was his name Cho or something like that. I, don't I remember. think it was maybe something like that. So uh, Jackie's still really drunk. He's at like an outdoor like cafe place. Oh yeah, that scene I think was cut for the American one. There's a <laughs> longer extended like character. Karaoke scene. Because oh, he sings a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, because yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, my note says Jackie is still drunk and now he's singing. <laughs> so then the um the foreman 
and his buddies show up again? Or is it the other guy in the suit? It's, it's the other well, guy no, in the No, suit. the foreman does show up with the other guy as okay. well. He's just like, be careful. He beat the shit out of us. Like, he, he's a real deal. And, of course, he's just so drunk that yeah. he can't do Yeah, he's, anything. like, too drunk. So he gets he gets beat up by those guys, and they <laughs> they strip him naked yeah. and hang him from a sign, like, in the middle of the village. That was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, it, you know, like, this movie's really funny, but also some of the stuff, it's, like, whoa, you know? It's, like... It's I mean, a little I, harsh. It's played for laughs a little bit, because he is, you know, I mean, he's not... You don't see anything, but he's, like, naked and hanging from the sign, but it's also kind of brutal that they would hang him from well, it. Oh, yeah. It does a good job representing, I think, probably, like, that oppression that they had from government, from the British government during that time. Sure. It's true. Um, so they come, and they, they his dad, and they get him down from the sign, and Jackie's really sad. He's like, I'm never going to drink again. I'm done drinking, and he's really apologet- apologetic about it. Uh, that's when the old man, the director of the movie, shows back yep. up to the house. Because at this point, I think he's realized that he doesn't have the jade seal and that Jackie has it. There's that little bit of fight scene with uh, Jackie's stepmom that he has. Yeah, she was pretty she good. She was pretty badass. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Um, and this is where I, I might need some help. I was a little confused as to what was going on now. So this... The old man is some, like, former decorated officer or something because Jackie's dad knows him. Yes. But, like, I, I guess, and I maybe missed this. I maybe should have went back. But what, why was he trying to get the seal? So the whole thing is um, the British government is smuggling out these Chinese artifacts. Okay. To either display in museums or sell or put in private, you know, collections or whatever. And... The the what's the director? What's his actual name? Like Chi or the in the movie? Yeah, uh, I, don't I don't remember. remember. I don't they call him Master something. Master something or other. Yeah, I just kept calling him Old Dude. Uh, Ma- Master Fu. Master Fu. Yeah. Yeah. So Master Fu is tr- is part of a group that's trying to retain these Chinese artifacts. Okay. And keep them in the country. Yeah, because they make a lot of money off of them. Because that was a, that was a big deal. That was that was actually a big thing. Okay. During the British rule, is they would take these artifacts and then sell them. So they're 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 selling off all this Chinese heritage, and you know the Chinese people wanted to keep it obviously in their country. Right. And that's that's what he was doing. He's trying to keep this in here. And okay. what they were doing is they were using the steel mill. To smuggle these yeah. artifacts out. Yeah, I got that part of it. I guess I was just confused before. So, um, so they give. I think they give him the the seal. They yes. give it to him, yep. and then they're, they're cut to a scene where him and Jackie are in a restaurant, and he's kind of telling them all this. This is like one of my favorite yeah, scenes th- of the movie. This is so great. So they're in this restaurant talking about the seal, and then like they kind of notice that. Well, yeah, there's like people there milling around eating, and then they zoom in, and then they cut away from a, like, a, like a far angle, and nobody's in the restaurant. No, one, no one's there. And then, you're right, this scene is it's my favorite scene in the movie. It's yeah. so awesome, and we're gonna try and describe it, but I, I'm telling you... It's if, impossible to describe yeah, it. If you, if you don't go back and watch this whole movie, which you should, but if you don't, like, Google, like, like Drunken Master 2 the Axe, Axe gang. gang and watch the scene because it's, it's so it's, good. It, it's definitely, if you've watched Kill Bill, you'll see where they get that yes, scene from. very much so. Which yeah. is this movie. Yeah. So, like, how would, so the Axe Gang shows up to the, how many would you say are in this gang? Like Hundreds. It's just so many people. And him and Master Fu and Jackie are just, like, fighting off 
all these guys, yeah, and it's so They're all great. dressed the same. They yeah. all have small hatchets. Yeah. And they're, like, climbing upstairs, jumping in through windows, putting yeah. ladders on the outside to come in through the second floor. They're they're literally swarming, like, ants yeah. all yeah. over this place. And it's so great. And Jackie's using, like, tables and benches to, yeah, like, like whatever off. he can find. Almost like nightsticks, you know, like 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 um, like police have, like, yeah. to protect yep. his with forearms. The, with the benches. The and he, uh, bamboo yeah, that he Oh, yeah. At yeah, one the point bamboo he, splits. At one point, he gets that big thing of bamboo and he's fighting guys and then it splits and he's just like hitting people with him and it's just like tearing them to shreds. Well, the, ma- the master like tells him to take his shirt off. Yeah, I he was... pours oil on him so that it, he it slips off of him so it doesn't cut him oh, okay. and ties the shirt on it so that he can like move the shirt up and down so that it can spread out into splits right. or it can control in. Yeah. So he can like smack more people at once yeah. with it. it and, he... and it's it was I'm pretty sure that's probably pretty effective against people. It's probably very sharp. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's just annihilating people with that bamboo, like shredding them with the end. And yeah, and the master breaks that staircase. Yeah, he like sees that they're running up it. He kicks it twice, and the whole staircase yeah, collapses. collapses. He also the master also gets an axe in the back. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, then like Jackie's other friends show up, like the guy that he fought with and fun and all them. They show up and they're yeah kinda, his boys. They're kind of helping out, and him and the master like jump out the window and they try and escape, but Master Fu gets shot. He gets shot like three times or something. Yeah. And they, I believe, they take the jade seal from him too. They do, yeah. So it, and then Master Fu ends up dying. His death yeah. is really funny. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> it was just overly dramatic. He was just like, and he said something to him, and then it's just like, gasp, collapse. <laughs> Very obvious death. So then Jackie and his buddy from the market, they both separately, but then end up working together. Like, well, we'll sneak into the British ambassador's house and get the Jade Seal back. Yes. But it ends up that they get caught. And they get the shit kicked out of them. Oh, yeah, and they get in prison. Yeah, and it's another kind of like dark part of this movie where there's oh, such yeah. a scene where they're just like they're both just so beat to shit, and there's guys just pounding With on them. gloves the, on. Yeah, in the yeah. prison. Um, and the deal is, so they end up releasing them, but they they kind of allude to earlier that the British guy, the ambassador, wants like the land where Jackie's dad's like karate studio is, or right. kung fu studio. So the deal is like, hey, we'll release your son if you sell us the the land that you have this the the kung fu studio on for yeah, cheap. And, and not only that, it his dad owns the land that both his studio is on and the fishmonger studio is on. Okay, so the fishmonger rents the land from Jackie Chan's dad, and so that's in exchange for both of them. He's got to give them all of that land. Okay. Okay, got it. And, like, it's funny because his dad is kind of, like, really... But he seems... I even know this. Like, his dad's pretty chill at this point, like, when he gets him out. He's, like He kind of resigns himself to fate. Like, he he, he helps out where it, it needs to and he knows the impact of things. But if there's things that he seems are out of his control, he's just okay with it. Yeah. Right. Be- because they go back to the house. And then I don't. I didn't quite get where his dad was going. His dad was going somewhere, like, out of town. I think it had to do with the fundraising. There was like a fundraising meeting okay. that they had earlier for the poor and how they were going to plan a trip to go get money for for poor people. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Because also like in this point in the movie is when we find out that's when it's revealed to us that they're smuggling the, the antiques and stuff in the steel crates. And I think they said they're like, hey, we're going to close the factory now, right? Yeah. So they, they said basically because they were having trouble with the workers, uh, 
paying them too much. They're going to fire them all by saying they're closing the factory. And then after a certain amount of days, they were just going to hire all new brand new workers in and a cheaper wage. Okay. Right. Because they, cause they send a couple guys like into the factory to figure out like what's going on. And that's when they uncover the... They get caught, yeah. Right. But they find out about the artifacts first, right. I think. So then one of the guys gets away and goes to find Jackie and kind of tells him what's going down. And then we get to like the climax of the movie. Yeah, they like build a resistance with like the workers, yeah. the fishmongers, yeah. the snake lady. Yeah. She throws a bag she of snakes th- at people. A, she throws a bag of snakes at one point. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was crazy. They were was... real snakes too. Yeah, they were real snakes. And then they just pick up the guns and like brush the snakes off and yeah, and hold the, them at gunpoint. Well, won't Jackie not let him use the guns? Yeah, he, he breaks the guns. Yep. Because like, and Jackie's wearing his real like traditional like like outfit. Like I feel like this he's point, wearing like, he's wearing his like uh, his um, school's like uniform. Like it's like a white kind of like yeah. So he goes in. Um, the first thing, it's like this big extended fight scene. So the, it's almost like a boss level. It is like, like the first guy he fights is this uh, big dude with a chain. The he's, chain yeah, whip guy. He's yeah. like whipping a chain around. I think at one point the chain is like on fire and yeah. stuff. Yeah, he flips it back behind him and lets it get heated up and then like whips it at him. Yeah. So he has a, a prolonged fight with the chain guy. Right. And he ends up beating the chain guy. I don't remember exactly how. I think he's just. He just. Uh, I think he just beats the crap out of him. Just by himself, and like the whole time he's like fighting the chain guy. I feel like the the suit guy one and suit guy two are like kind of above and like taunting him and stuff. Yeah, right? Don't they like throw something down on him that catches him on fire? They oil. They, they throw oil on him. They set him on fire, and then the guy just oh stands no, it's not there. oil. It's um, it's industrial alcohol. Oh, uh, and and they just see they just laugh. <laughs> yeah. There was a literally a moment where he just laughs at this guy burning. On fire, which is really dark, and it, and he he fights a bunch of like kind of like no name guys that show up with pipes, and they're like trying yeah. to they're trying to drop like big containers on him and of, he's like, of of uh, sand or something to put out uh, right. fire, and he's like rolling out of the way yeah. and stuff like that, and it's it's all like like again like this it's super intricate, and it's so crazy that they're actually like, yeah we're dropping this stuff on you we're actually setting you on fire they actually did all it's this all, stuff it's so elaborate but it's all realistic and that's yeah. what that's I think adds to the weight of the scenes is that this is a giant tub that is full of dirt that is actually heavy. Right. And then in the cut in the scenes later on in the They show one of them like hit him, they right? They hit him. Yeah. yeah I'm like, when they oh, were dropping God. it. So he ends up having his final showdown. I just have him called the two fancy dudes. The foreman yeah. and the other guy. Right. And it's kind of one of those things where they kind of overpower him at first. He kind of gets beat up pretty bad. Yeah, the guy in the white suit's legs. Yeah. Like his kicks. Yeah, it's crazy. Are amazing. It's like watching, I mean, it's like watching, like, like the kicks they do on, like, Dragon Ball Z or something. Yeah. It's just like, Yeah, it was so fast. And it's, like, crazy that it's, like, a real person doing those kicks. he's actually, that guy is Jackie Chan's bodyguard. Oh, really? In real life. Okay. And he, Jackie, made him learn all of those kicks just for this scene. Yeah, he practiced for three months straight. Yeah, just to to learn how to do all that. Just to train to do all that. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Because then there's that crazy scene where Jackie gets kicked onto the hot coals. Yes. So he, pop quiz for you, because we haven't had a lot of those. Pop quiz, hot shot. How many times do you, how many takes do you think it took for him to do that? 
Two. 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 <laughs> he did it twice because he said the first one he didn't get the right like angle or reaction he, he wanted. He didn't get the right, well, like the rhythm going across rhythm. it. Didn't yeah. Like. Which, which, which is nuts. Yeah, and that's like another thing they show in the credits, like the outtakes from that. And it's like, it's so crazy to think that he like threw himself onto actual burning hot coals like that. And it's not just like when you when you see like something in a movie where someone kind of runs across it with bare feet. He's like on it with, on his back, touching his it with elbows, his hands. Yeah. yeah. He's kicking it back uh, over it. It is crazy. The kind of stuff that he puts himself through to do this. And the fact that he did it twice. That is bizarre. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, you well, can, I mean, and he fought a guy earlier with a flaming hot rod. That's true. With the, with the, with the, the stool, which that rod could have easily have gone through <laughs> and s- impaled him. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, it, I don't know. It's just, it's just like amazing the thing that some of the stuff he does in this and that it put himself in that kind of harm. Yeah. Sure. Just for the sake of the movie, you know, for the realism of the movie. And, I mean, it works. Um, so, eventually, and I don't know why, but there ends up being a lot of alcohol in the steel mill. Well, yeah, the, the alcohol is used to... Um, it's an accelerant. To accelerate the oh, flames. Oh, okay. Because yeah. there's all these containers of it. So, he just yeah, drank... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just think of it as, like, lighter fluid, but it's but it's more alcohol-based. Like. Okay, okay, makes sense. And So, he drinks a bunch of them and basically levels up. It yeah. just starts kicking butt. I mean, just like there's that great part where after he drinks it and he just like runs like straight into the dude and yeah. just kind of like chest bumps him or whatever and sends him flying backwards. Yeah. And he like walks away angrily like, oh, I can't handle these kicks. Like he just he keeps kicking him and then charges him again. Yeah. It's just a, his whole personality changes. Yeah. Yep. And it's like he just, I mean, like once he gets all those drinks in him, he annihilates yeah. the guy. Like the guy was kicking his butt and he just like. He, he, p- he picks him up like yeah. a wrestler. And then, <laughs> tr- what, I don't know what move that, that's called, but it is a, somebody's like signature move where they pick him up and then they just drop them behind their yeah. back. Yeah. It's, it's wild. And it's, at some point he beats up the foreman guy too because the foreman's still around. Easily. And, and the foreman I think is trying to hit him with like a big pole or something. Right, right. And he, he takes him out but it's like, yeah, it's so cool when he, when he fights him. And it's like I said, it's hard to describe some of these fight scenes because like there's so much going on in them. It, it's a lot of mix of like environmental, like things breaking, yeah. them going over or under things, but then also a lot of close quarters movements. Like right. the, originally before he started drinking the kicks were keeping him at bay but since he had alcohol in him yeah. he just took the kicks and like closes the gap and then like hits his foot in the air yeah. and like catches his foot on the ground and then punches his leg like it, it's so it's so street style kung fu right it, yeah absolutely well it. and i think you're describing it perfect because there's so much about the environment that he uses you know that he's like he's swinging like in different parts of the movie but he's swinging chairs and he's yeah. throwing stuff and he's diving through things and it's just like and it reminds me, you know, like it, it's kind of his thing because it reminds me a lot of the the Rumble in the Bronx fight. Oh when yeah, he's, when he's in like the weird like ABC warehouse and he's like yeah, using yeah. the fridges. Oh, and, and he goes through the chair or he puts the jacket over the guy. Right, yeah, he goes the to the shopping cart. Shopping cart. That's it. Yeah. And it's like there's yeah, and it's like the same thing. It's just in the steel mill. He's using all the stuff to his advantage, and it's. Like you said, and it's crazy too because he does a good job. Not only is he doing all this intricate fight stuff, but he's also acting drunk. Like he's doing yeah, like his facial yeah, expressions really are good. amazing. Yeah, he has like weird laughs, but then he has like these weird stoic fa- like facial expressions when he's getting hit. Like I can't feel it, but I'm just gonna take it. Yeah, 
Uh, so it's it's crazy that he's able to like remember all the stuff and still be like, oh yeah, but I still got to act drunk and I got to be different right. than when I'm normally yep. in the movie. So, I mean, and that's I mean, he beats up both guys, he wins a day, and that's the end of the movie. He blows a bubble. Oh, that's with his right. mouth, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. I don't know how I don't know what he had to drink to do that, but <laughs> probably a bunch of dish soap. Probably, or but it was hilarious. Yeah, and I, and that's kind of how it ends. I mean, you don't get a lot of wrap up on anything. He beats the guys up and. So you do get wrapped up. So this is the 35 seconds that are left. Okay. Basically what happens is that after that scene, there's an award ceremony <laughs> for by the general of, of I don't know if it's of China or whatever, to his dad and his mom saying, you know, you defeated the British in this area. Thank you for freeing the steel mill and keeping our artifacts safe. And he's like, but how's your son? Like, he did amazing. And they're like, well, this is where they explain that he drank industrial alcohol <laughs> and that he's suffering from blindness <laughs> and um, like like pains and, and things like that. And they're, and they're like, but don't worry, it's temporary. He'll recover. <laughs> and, and it cuts to him at home, and it's it's the family walking in on on Jackie Chan and the assistant, yeah. And the the parents and the general are there, like, oh my gosh, is he okay? And the assistant's like banging on things over here and banging on things to the right and like kind of messing with him. Yeah. But they say that he's training in blind boxing. Okay. Um. <laughs> And the reason why this was cut was because the <laughs> Jackie's back is to them yeah. the whole time. The assistant guy in, in the place comes over and he's like, well, he's saying that he also has mental issues from the alcohol too. And he turns around and he like does like a very bad, very tacky, like disab- disabled person's acting oh, with his like tongue out and his hands on his chest and oh, like geez. like walks around really very uncomfortable and then it just ends after that. Ooh. And that's why they cut that last part is because it was very, very yeah. tacky and yeah. taste not tasteful at all. That's yeah. wild. It I'm gonna, was not great. I'm gonna not to, play for an American audience. I'm gonna have to pull that scene up and watch <laughs> it, it. It was funny up until that moment. Yeah. And that, then I was like, okay, I see why they cut this. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that that's that's crazy. I'll have to I'll have to pull that up and yeah. check it out. Yeah, because like when I watched it on Netflix and it just ends, I'm yeah, like, it just ends real heck? abruptly. Yeah. What the heck does this like, He wins that fight and it's like the end. It's over. And it get, ends with his blowing a bubble. Yeah. And then after that is when this takes place. Wow. That's crazy. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. Whew. We talked a lot about this movie. Yes, yeah. we did. It was so good. It really is. It really is. Um, I mean, the only thing I think that I had in my notes that we didn't really cover is that they said that the um, the guy that played his dad, that Jackie's only eight years younger than that guy. Yeah. Yep. And that his stepmom, he's actually nine years older than the lady yeah, that played right. his stepmom. He's supposed to be like half the age of his dad, and that's not anywhere near that. So, but um, the only I have one role reversal. Really? Yeah. yeah. Believe it or not, I, I saw this too. I'm sure it's the um, one you bring up. Yeah. So John, who was the guy at the end in the suit, uh, was initially cast as um Donnie Yen. Oh, okay. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the, from the uh, Ip Man or Ip Man or whatever. Yeah. yeah Ip, Ip Man. Man yeah. 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 Which. Would have been crazy. He's a great martial artist oh, yeah. too. Yeah, that would have turned cool. it down. Oh, bummer. Which yeah. was nuts. But uh, I, I mean, nobody else really in the movie did a whole lot other than the guy who was John. He has done a bunch of stuff, and he still does stuff to this day. Jackie yeah. Chan and uh, well, like they all even the, the whole crew does because they're all his uh, stunt crew. Right, but even the girl Anita, she's she died. 
She did die from yeah. cancer. Oh. The director's dead. I think the dad is dead. Like, it, it, but they did a lot of like Hong Kong based films. Re- really bringing us down here at the yeah. end. Yeah, sorry. But <laughs> she, did, she actually died shortly after Rumble in the Bronx came out. Oh. Yeah, two thousand five or four or something. What a bummer. Something like no, that. it was it was earlier than that. You sure? Yeah, Rumble in the Bronx was ninety five. Yeah, I think ninety five. Oh, yeah, two thousand. I don't know. But uh, yeah, this movie though was. Uh, I I forgot how good this was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Should we yeah. get into to rating yeah, it or? as well? Let's do it. All right. So guest gets to choose if they want to go first. Yeah, I'll go first because I want to hear what you guys have to say. Everybody knows that I really enjoy this movie from yeah. beginning to end. Comedy, the action, the choreography, the stunt work, and the believability of the things they did was everything I wanted in an action movie. Uh it, it had it didn't have like explosions, but it had explosive action. Yeah. So um on a on a scale of five. five machine guns, I don't know if I can necessarily give it a five. Right. But for what the movie is, I'm giving it a four and a half. Okay. Okay. Because it just it kept me entertained. Like I said, the comedy and the acting of the characters, like everybody felt like a unique character. Right. And and that was something I thought you don't get to see a lot in action movies when they're really sometimes written badly or acted poorly. This felt like it felt uh, it was true to the movie the whole time. Right. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I I love this movie. It it was it was it was great. I had a lot of fun watching it. When I watched this, this is when we watched um, uh, Five Deadly Venoms. Yeah, like and that was a kung fu movie. That's what this is what I was hoping that movie was gonna be. Got it. That movie had like two or three fight scenes in it, and it was a lot of. This one was like there's so many fight scenes. It does it has a great mixture of like these amazing fight scenes, and then kind of the interludes in between with the funny comedy bits. I mean, the plot is a little kind of iffy. You know, it, it doesn't that didn't necessarily work for me. It, it some of it wasn't clear. I had to have you guys explain it to me. But the fight scenes and the stuff that Jackie Chan does in this movie is so great, and it's just like just to watch him in those scenes. It's amazing, and that scene with the axe gang was so good. Like I was like when I was watching that, I had the biggest smile on my face because there's so many guys and he's just fighting. Like the next day at work after I watched it, like we were sitting around after work and I'm like, you guys got to watch this. And I like <laughs> pulled it up on YouTube and made him sit at my cube and watch it on my computer because it was so good. Uh, I'm right there with you. I'm going to give this four and a half machine guns. I can't quite give it five, but I mean, yeah, definitely four and a half for me. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I mean, this movie is it's funny. I mean, it's really well acted. Like I, I was surprised that the performances from all of the all of the characters in here, all the actors in here, was really good. Um, and the action is—I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this. Uh, it is—it is immensely entertaining, and I love this movie. Four and a half. All right, four and a half across I'm the so board. So glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I, believe I hadn't seen it before. Yeah, I know it. It was shocking to me to hear that, and uh, I'm glad it worked out because this. I feel like if you're gonna introduce somebody to what kung fu or action movies could be like, this is the perfect thing because it has enough comedy in it to detract people from like I don't well, like the kung fu stuff. This but isn't a kung fu movie. This it, is a Jackie Chan movie. Okay, it, yes, but There's I, a I big think it's difference. a good way to introduce people into this genre. Right. Right. But I don't know. I if, if you're going between this and the actual kung fu movie you made me watch, like this to me oh, is Oh, this like, is way better. This is Miles. It oh, made me want to watch Kung Fu Hustle. And uh, 
those is it Kung Fu Hustle is the with the yeah the with like the over the top dramatic yes. yeah yes that one that makes me want to watch that and that also makes me want to watch another movie which I think you guys might like is the Good the Bad and the Weird oh, which is a like Western uh, um, Kung Fu movie parody of the Good Bad and the Ugly oh okay interesting yes. And what, what's crazy about this is that, I mean, we talked, so the first episode I was ever on, Rumble in the Bronx, I like this movie better than Rumble in the Bronx. I agree. Yeah. I mean, Rumble in the Bronx is great, and I always have a special place in my heart, but the action sequences in this movie- Everything are, blows it out of the water. Yeah, are, are miles ahead of the yeah, stuff no, I in, agree. in Rumble in and the Bronx. And that came out later, too. Well, Rumble in the Bronx, Rumble the Bronx was his next movie after this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this is this is better than that. I still love Rumble of the Bronx, but yeah, this this is check it out. I mean, like it, it, it it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's not gonna it, cost you anything if you already have it, that. If you have Netflix, it's free. It's not a long watch. I think it's like an hour and forty yeah, or something like under that. Two it, hours. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's so much action in it. I mean, there's the comedy scenes and there's the action. You don't have to wait too long. To, to, no, to it doesn't it slow down. Like no. at no point did I feel bored watching the movie. No, because it does a good job of balancing the non-action scenes. It doesn't make you wait too long, but it's also like there are some breaks in between the action mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Honestly, it's one that I would go back and watch. Oh, absolutely. You know, we watch a lot of movies for this podcast, and I'm kind of like, all right, I got it. They did release it on Blu-ray eventually, so you could get it out on Blu-ray. Which I don't know why you want a Blu-ray particularly, but. It's available for uh, to for see purchase. that ending. <laughs> yeah, right. Ooh, we could we could watch it after this episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Um, all right. So, uh, you want to plug anything? Sure. You should. If you like this show, which <laughs> if you're listening to it, I hope you like it. Um, you could also hear me on the Legend of Retro podcast, which comes out on Thursdays. It is where myself, Craig WK, The Glitch, and Xander talk about old school video games. You guys really stole our formula. I can't even believe you. Yeah, you're uh, <laughs> you're right. You know, it's uh, I hate you. Um, you stole my formula here and in another podcast that is not on the network. With your son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if, yeah, if you like old school video games, every Thursday we'll talk about one specific game and then have like a game that we play really quick and we have a bracket that interacts with the fans too. So listen for that. Um, I was also on the first season of Noobs and Dragons, which comes out on Wednesdays, but season two is starring LPJ Sphinx and Matrick on stage. So you guys should definitely listen to that if you are a big fan of D&D and want to hear some creepy weird shit go on with some newbie D&D. Players. Yeah, if you want to hear what Sphinx and I are really like, <laughs> like really, really like, Noobs and Dragons is, is where to listen to us give each other an insane amount of shit. That's what years of friendship, with air quotes, comes <laughs> out. I don't even know what it is with them. <laughs> but yeah, those, those are the, my plugs that I, that I like. Do you want me to just keep going and do yeah, the rest of them sure. for you? Yeah, sure. Go, I can barely talk okay, right now. Okay, good. So, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, so we got Noiseland Arcade, which comes out on Sundays. It's a Simpsons podcast with Craig WK and Sean, uh, the Arcade Phantom. And then the GameZilla Media flagship show, GameZilla Podcast, comes out on Mondays, but the podcast releases on Tuesdays. Uh, and you, But you can watch them live on Mixer. Okay. So just go on Mixer and look them up, the GameZilla Podcast, um, and you'll be able to watch Deadite and Grimm talk about current gaming news with their behind-the-scenes video director, Player One Miggy. And is that it? Is that everything? Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I mean, and, and check us out on Patreon. 
Yeah, if you contribute to the shows, you get access to behind-the-scenes content, like extra episodes to this show, which I think is the extra credits scene. Post-credits post scene. Post-credits scene. Thank yeah. you, thank you I, for I knowing almost, that. I almost had it. Uh, I you're almost, you're almost it. there. Uh, Game Shark from The Legend of Retro. I know what your show's called. Um, <laughs> and you also have some extra con- uh, content from Noiseland Arcade and the GameZilla Podcast. Yep. And all your monies helps us make better content for you. Bingo, bango. And, and from our end, uh, the Last Action Podcast, check us out on our social media. Media channels, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're on there. And like I always say, if there's somebody you want us to cover, a movie, drop us a line, let us know, and we'll probably we'll probably get it done. We're always looking for movies to cover. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you can't remember any of this, just go to gamesofthemedia.com. That's all where right. you'll find all the info. Yep. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah. And Chops, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for and, having me. And thanks for bringing this movie. I'm so glad I, I watched it. I really, you know, sometimes I watch the movies for this and it's kind of a slog, but this was, I was really happy about this. Oh, oh, uh, I did want to one last thing. I want to predict what Sphinx would do. Okay. Well, what he would say about this movie. Well, I like the action. And there was some really dumb shit that happened in it. Because there's people really funny. I give it four stars. <laughs> also, I don't know, understand the plot. Why was that one guy doing that one thing? That's about all I got. Well, you got to throw some more history in there. Uh, well, uh, actually, in Hong Kong at the time of the Ming Dynasty is when uh, the Jade Seal was actually uncovered by the emperor <laughs> and used to the people to help send messages of great prosperity as they conquered neighboring lands. <laughs> That's pretty good. That was pretty I good. Made it all up. I don't know. Good job. I, I, about I it, assume okay. he probably does too. He oh, does. He doesn't know anything. No. He's a fake, <laughs> fake man. I love you, Sphinx. Glad he's <laughs> right. not here. All right. Well, I, I, I think we think we we think we got it. Yeah, I, I would say this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated, but, but we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>